Hello and welcome to the Peterborough Podcast. My name's Kev Lawrence and I've been presenting radio shows in Peterborough for well over 20 years. Ancient and I am John Baker and I have been a local journalist in Peterborough for not quite as long. Did you just call me ancient? Slipped out. That's mean. It is mean. Um, but I'm, true. Yeah, my New Year's resolution is not is to be less mean to you. It really? I thought nah, it should be the other really. way round. Not really. Um, so, right, here we go for episode number 21. We love to talk about our city, the beautiful city of Peterborough. Politics to posh. If it's in the news or it's in our or on our radar, we will talk about it. We like to be honest and relevant and positive. And on our latest podcast, we will feature... Yes, I went out for something called Operation Interstellar last week, which is interesting, a a multi-agency approach between the police and the council and other uh, organisations to clamp down primarily on crime in the city centre. I'm looking forward to that. The whole idea of you going out on that is brilliant. So we'll come on to that in a minute. (laughs) We need to be um, in in a celebratory mood because our local university has won an award. Yeah, University of the Year and the Times Educational Supplement. That's ARU Peterborough. Yeah, ARU Peterborough. Uh, We're talking about the Green Technology Centre as well. We'll be looking back at some of our favourite moments from the year, highlights and looking ahead. I'm so glad you've made a list. I'm yeah. so glad you made a list of, of 2023 guests on this podcast. Mm-hmm. So we're each going to pick like two or three each to, mm. to, to pick some of our favourite guests. Yeah, 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 we've loved everybody. And talking obviously. of guests, uh, yeah. talking of guests today. Yes, Penny Hansen will be here from the Crescent to look at the Christmas and New Year shows on offer. And also next year as well for the Crescent. What's going on? Whenever we speak to Penny from the Crescent, she's just brilliant on that, on the radio. Yep. I see her on Absolutely. the telly sometimes. She's a great talker and a really positive person for the city. And it's not just, I guess, her hat of running the Crescent Theatre, mm-hmm. but she wears other hats too. Oh, do you know what? There she is ringing us right now. In fact, on the podcast, I'm going to speak to her now. Penny, hello. I'm good, thank you. No worries. Uh, we will speak to you very soon. See you shortly. Love that. Mid-pod. Penny rings us. Mid-pod. Mid-pod. She's on her way. Super. <laughs> so let's get cracking then with this this mission. Can you call it that that you went on? If you'd like to call it a mission, you can. So it was a briefing, really, about Operation Interstellar, which is a crackdown on retail crime across Christmas. Um, police are trying to get tougher on shoplifters, essentially, with Operation Interstellar, which has already seen 65 arrests made. Uh, over the past couple of months or so. It's the whole of the the north of the county, I should just say. Um, And 44 people have been charged and 12 people have been sent to prison so far as Cambridgeshire Constabulary has stepped up its presence in the city, working alongside the council, the enforcement team, the the officers that you may see walking up and down the the streets of Peterborough. I think it's to... um, So you went along, alongside police, and watched the work in progress literally as they were monitoring shops and trying to catch criminals yeah yeah which is which is what they should be doing obviously um and um i think there's a perception from people who don't go into the city center that it's some sort of war zone battle zone where you'll just have your handbag taken away from you the moment you'll get into you know you see on social media and we need to get over that perception we also need to get uh, into people's minds the fact that the police are 
doing a good job and the council is doing a good job in trying to clamp down on these things happening you know i've been a, we've been a victim of crime my, my my wife has been a victim of crime i think i mentioned in a previous show that she she had a mobile phone stolen but overall um there as i said these these figures are are um, quite impressive over the course of the operation around 30 officers uniformed plain clothes will be patrolling the city center with the aim of deterring shoplifters and also looking after looking out for known offenders as well what was interesting in the briefing was that we were shown a list of 10 uh, known offenders that they will be looking out for and some of these are pro prolific some of them haven't been seen in a while but uh, the, the police suspect that they will be back um of, of all um ethnicities age groups genders um a lot of them it has to be said do have drug habits as well so they're stealing to fuel to to feed those habits and yeah it's not it's not an easy job for the police they, they did mention some of the some of the the sort of things that that, that that happened one of them actually mentioned that they recently arrested somebody and an arrest warrant had been out for that person for seven years goodness me i know and um they they, they find it that just hadn't been seen just hadn't been seen maybe moved back to the area and then and then they were picked up so what was your takeaway from from experiencing that briefing from going along and seeing the work that they do what was your one takeaway from it my one takeaway is that we we should be um confident that they are wanting to make a difference and i think that as i've said the perception is that a lot of the time peterborough oh well, you know we've got no pride in the city anymore well actually our police and actually our council officers and actually our rough sleepers team and our enforcement teams um are trying to do the very best for this city we all are that's why we do this podcast there's a lot of people there's a section of people who are moaners and i could mention a few of them online we know some of them but actually they're the ones you never see out and about in the city the ones you see out and about in the city the people we just mentioned the people who do like the litter picks um positive peterborough who are doing a lot of the the work to clean up the city and bring more events into the city you mean peterborough positive i do mean peterborough positive <laughs> there we go well okay. picked up and just on that then and in closing on this subject we're going to be meeting uh jay who is the new pcc mm. who's recently been appointed um for a role in the city centre. the bid, yeah, bid through bid funding, yep. And he will be a guest on a podcast early in the new year. Yeah, and he's great. I got to chat to him for the first time. Um, again, somebody who's, who's recently started in the role, a physical, visible presence in the mm. city centre. Which, which is important, isn't it? Well, that's one of the things that we've mentioned before. When we mentioned about um, huge amounts of, of money are being invested in police forces across the country on cybercrime, but you don't see those officers out and about and people need to be able to see their bobby on the beat i know it's a an old-fashioned term but still to see you know those luminous those jackets the hats there it gives you a bit more peace of mind younger listeners will be like what's a bobby a bobby is a policeman it is a very old-fashioned term there it by is. Mr. Yeah, John Baker. It, it is let's we'll let's move on let's talk about how happy we are that Ross Renton and his team at ALU Peterborough have recently won an award. Now, this is the prestigious THE Awards that honour exceptional performances uh, during the various recent um, academic years. And ALU Peterborough has been awarded mm -hmm. the Times Higher Education THE University of the Year for 2023. Mm, yeah. Can we just lean back 
and give them a big round Thank of applause. You. Here we go. Yeah. I've only got little hands, you so it doesn't really work for you me. Didn't clap particularly what, why boist- boisterously. Well, like, what, like I should have done, like a performing seal, should I? Yeah. Why not? Um, well, I would like to give them a clap. I mean, we've waited a long time for a university in this city, didn't we? And obviously, it's come to fruition. And obviously, it's immediately making an impact. You know, it's 40 years or so it took. So, um, as we know, Anglia Ruskin does this in several cities as well. And what judges said um, in winning the award was that um, the strong admissions growth, the continued demonstration of leadership in the approach to public service education, um, multiple examples of great research, a Queen's Anniversary Prize for um, its pioneering Cambridge Institute of Music Therapy Research, many other things. These achievements paint a picture of a university that knows what and who it is for and is delivering, including taking calculated risks to support its region to the full. Do you know, I think back to when I first heard that Peterborough was going to get university, and I remember thinking, oh, that's great. And it didn't seem that much longer when there were spades going in the ground. Oh, it's being built, it's being built. And all of a sudden, you sort of fast forward to now, and Ross Renton and his team are winning awards, and I think they should be hugely applauded. They're making a massive difference to the city, aren't they, at the university? And for winning this award, I think it's going to give them a big boost going into 2024 for that university to continue to develop and to grow more and more students coming to the city contributing to the economy amongst other things so yeah massive hats off to the university what i get about ross when i have met him before is i mean he's quite a young guy and um he sort of gets the city doesn't he he sort of gets it you know he's not somebody who's obviously he's not it's not originally from peter but his accent his scottish accent would give that away straight away but he 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 gets the city, he loves the city, he loves the fact that he's got control of a new university, something new for the city that's been, we've waited for for a long time. And he's a um, very likeable person and you, you get the feeling that as the university grows, it will grow not just at the embankment, maybe across the city as well over the, over the years. Um, he wants to be at the forefront of that and we all want it to succeed. All of us want it to succeed. It's it's fulfilling a need for the area, a need in you know science, technology, um, food delivery um, in terms of science. So yeah, great news for our university. That's a much better clap. So still to come, we're going to be chatting to Penny Hansen from the Cresset Theatre. Uh, we're also going to be reflecting on our 2023 year and we're going to be discussing who our favourite guests were on the podcast. Um, you've picked two or three and I've picked two or three. And all of the uh, guests that don't get a mention, we, we want to ask you not to feel too upset that you weren't picked as our, fr- <laughs> as our favourite. I'm going to do it right. I'm going to do my three now. Yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't really thought through it enough. Before we, um, we get on to mm-hmm. that, though, a quick mention for the Green Technology Centre. Yes, uh, £13.5 million it is costing. We were there the other day, uh, it's just started, and it's a milestone for Peterborough College. Um, civic leaders gathered to join college principal Rachel Nichols for a spades in the ground ceremony to officially mark the start of building the centre that will equip our students with the work skills of the future. Clegg have been there since October. It's going to be something brilliant again for the city. You know how positive we are about it. Um, construction should be sorted by towards the end of next I read year. That. So November 2024, mm. this centre is expected to be completed by. Um, they're going to have to go some. They are going to have to it's go less than a year. Well, yeah, yeah. It, it is less than a year. And when you consider that it's it's almost 2,700 square metres in size, 
including all sorts of workshops and engineering lab and engineering engineering and motor vehicles lab classrooms etc yeah they are going to have to get their their um, spades going quickly aren't they but um why not why not give it a deadline like that if it's something that we need and it's something that we can be proud of let's go for it the picture uh, at the college of all of the people in their high-vis jackets and their, their you know their helmets it's, it's momentous and like we say it's very positive for the city now let's start discussing some of the guests we've had on since we started the podcast earlier in the year we're, we're going to pick two or three each do you want me to go first go on, then. i'm going to pick susan broccoli from we love peterborough first guest ever uh, who was our first ever guest and I, I just thought she came on and she's so positive and her facebook pages continue to grow and grow and grow recently i was hosting a switch on event christmas light switch on event inside queensgate and i was saying you know where are you with your numbers i think i was right in saying she was just under twenty three thousand likes to mm-hmm. her page and uh, I, I went on the mic to all the people in the queensgate and said get your phones out and click and search for we love peterborough on facebook and then click like and then it almost immediately went over you know that kind of threshold so she was well happy but the photographs that she posts the positivity that she has for the city in pretty much anything mm. she ever talks about is fantastic so i really want to give a thumbs up to susan and we love peterborough for being big supporters of the podcast big supporters of pcrfm and just someone who like literally supports the city in any way she and can there's no no agenda either is there she's not being paid to do any yeah. of that it's like uh you know and it's all it's all sorts of things and it's kind of news at the same time, isn't it? How many times has she posted something that you didn't know about already? Yeah, it's or, informative. Right, yeah. that's my one of three, your first one of three. Um, my first one is um, Carol Hughes um, from Anna's Hope because she was the only one that nearly brought me to tears when she was talking about some of the, obviously, what happened with her daughter, etc. You know that I ran the Great East, Eastern Run Anna's Hope 5K um, fairly comfortably i guess i'm not quite as fat and out of shape as i thought i was but her pushing me to do that um actually made me feel really good and of course it made my nine-year-old daughter feel really good as well i'm carol has done this for a long time they're speaking she's very good at it um obviously she would not wish to be doing it because of the situations that have sort of led her down that journey but um i just thought she was memorable and um hoping to do it again next year the great eastern i might do the full one next year so why are you picking carol rather than picking aaron murrell who is from good running events could you picked either because i could have picked either (laughs) well she got to my got to my heart you know i mean um i love aaron as well obviously she's it's it's just there were bits of that. I mean, I've known Carol 12, 13 years, and actually I'd never heard some of the elements. When she mentioned that Anna couldn't swallow when she'd come around from her operation because there wasn't a, the, the, the medical help required for her, you just think, oh, my goodness me. And when I played it back later on to my wife, we were both like looking at each other and, and thinking, you know, and she, she's made a mission of her life to help other children with brain tumours, and, you know, you, you can't applaud that enough, really. Okay, uh, my next one I'm going to pick is a recent one. Okay. Andrew McDermott. Oh, he's fab, isn't he? From Neem Park Trust. Yeah. When we spoke to Andrew, the level of, of passion... Detail. Of detail, of, of yeah. knowledge and understanding about what Ferry Meadows is, what it means to the city, the work they do as a team to continuously strive to make it better, the success of their winter festival. We're in the middle of that mm-hmm. now in, in December. And just what Ferry Meadows and the whole of Neem Park Trust means to the city, 
uh, it, you know, hearing Andrew talk about that with such, as you say, detail and passion makes him one of my favourite guests of the year. So that's my second of three. What's your second of three? Uh, my second is multiple people. It's Woodston in Bloom. And I actually went to, to their house uh, on Tower Street to find out more about it. I hadn't really found, didn't really know much about it. Um, but for those who don't know, they've essentially taken this road and turned it into a little wonderland of, of decorations and monuments and statues, most of which has been recycled, reclaimed. They've not really b- bought very much. And um, it was fantastic sitting there with the, the previous mayor of Peterborough, Councillor Alan Dowson, who's been a major driving force behind it as well, getting some of the funding. And there's probably a lot of little... Um, community organisations like that and groups like that in Peterborough and we'd love to invite them on if any of them want to get their messages across um, whether it's uh, litter picking whether it's repainting repurposing uh, whatever they do it's something to be proud of in Peterborough maybe we don't shout about it enough but I certainly felt really good sitting in that room back in uh, September I think it was or August and my third one is going to be Dave from Up the Garden Bath. Um, we've spoken to Dave so so many times with all of his different exploits and, and successes as a, a non-profit community group that literally makes such a massively positive impact on, on so many different people around the city. And, and with the latest news of their, their pop-up store in Queensgate, getting a more longer-term home, not just the work he does to uh, highlight the importance of recycling bathtubs for instance that got him started him and kes but just what they're doing and bring bringing so many different communities together dave from up the garden bath is my third one okay and just because uh they're so different um drag queen teddy is my last one <laughs> the drag queen. yeah um i absolutely loved uh in all her glory uh, sitting next to us pictures uh, with teddy were great weren't yeah they? they were great and um pride went very well this year in yeah. the city it was um very well received as i've always said um pride i think 2021 when we were coming back from the lockdowns and everything was one of my highlights mm. absolute highlights of, of, of that year and uh long may it continue we could have picked zed we could have picked Dilraj Kaur. We could have picked Dave Cramp, Gabrielle, the, the opera singer. Yep. We could have picked John Scriven, Simon oh. Hollingworth, Pep Cipriano, Del Singh, with all of his James Bond yeah, stuff yeah, from yeah. earlier in the year. Um, we could have picked Eva Woods, wonderful local young voice for the city. We could have picked Marco Cementa. He would have been a good pick. Right. Um, anyway, so many guests, and we'll continue into 2024 chatting to Peterborough people on our Peterborough podcast. And before we, we're joined by our guest today... Penny Hansen from the Cresset. There was just one or two other things you wanted to mention. Yeah, just um, other highlights of the year. Um, with Posh doing so well at the moment as well, I just want to pay tribute to them in the, in, in the, the playoffs last year. I know the way it concluded was absolutely dreadful, but the 4-0 win over Sheffield Wednesday, for anyone who was there... You shouldn't talk about that. One, that's why? Con- that's consigned to history because of the awful events that unfolded in the second leg. The 4-0 first leg win meant nothing. Oh, okay. Because we lost in the second leg, and yes, it was like I can one of the most recognize. painful memories for people yeah, I know, fans tell, ever. Trust me, I know that. You're I know a Coventry that. fan. Why, exactly. Why are you? Anyway, sorry, I'll get off my soapbox. Yeah, it's, that's all right. I just thought I'd recognise it. Obviously, um, I've been cast away into the shadows for even recognising it. Beer festival went very well. Brilliant um, beer festival was, this year. Yeah, was 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 great as well. Um, I want to mention Digital People in Peterborough and their first digital art exhibition upon this block, which took place earlier uh, in the year. I think was it May, sometime that sort of time, April, May. 
um, they're going to be coming back bigger and better next year as well. And um, yeah, overall, I think it's been a good year. Um, my New Year's resolution is to lose some weight and to continue to be as positive about Peterborough as I can be. Good luck with that. In that, in that, in, in that order. <laughs> Good luck. Look, our guest has arrived already. Penny, why are you laughing, Penny? You just had John. <laughs> Get up. Hello. Hello. What were you laughing at? <laughs> well, I was just trying to work out whether you were wishing John luck with his weight loss or with being positive about Peterborough. Both. <laughs> both thank both, you. Both, 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 both. Your, both. your warm wishes are well received. <laughs> yes. um, lots of people listening to this, I'm sure, will be familiar with you, Penny. But for those who aren't, would you mind giving us your job title and your responsibilities at the Cresset? Sure. I'm Penny Hansen. I'm Head of Commercial Activities at the Cresset in Breton. Head of Commercial Activities. Sounds swanky, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> How long have you been... I've been at the Cresset for 29 years. Goodness me. I started as a waitress in 1990. In a cocktail bar, yeah. 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 You were working as a waitress in a cocktail bar. I just want to hear that. So you started at the Cresset as as a waitress. As a waitress in 1994. In the first spot? Um, uh, No, conference and banqueting. So Rotary Club lunches and, yeah, weddings and all that kind of jazz. Look at you. Now you own the place. (laughs) Oh, God. But you've been there all this time and you've seen such a a wonderful progress in terms of how the Cresset integrates itself as as the hub of the community, not just in Breton, but really the whole of the city. Yeah, I think it's changed a lot over the years, obviously. I mean, everything has, hasn't it? And it's had its challenges, for sure. Um, I think anybody working in hospitality and leisure and entertainment has felt <laughs> felt those challenges in recent years. But at the heart of it, it is still exactly that. It is still a community hub. It was put there by the Development Corporation in the 70s to be a hub for the people of this brand new township of Breton that they were building. And isn't that what Cresset means? The cre- a Cresset is a basket of fire. Um, that was hence the logo which you'll be familiar Mm. with Um, and the basket of fire was placed at the heart of a medieval community so these settlements and villages back in medieval times and it sat in the middle of the village and it was kept constantly alight and from that central fire the villagers would go and they'd light a bit of kindling and then they'd take fire back to their homes to heat and light their homes and then they'd gather around the central basket to tell stories and have celebrations and community engagement so never knew that there you are that's where it comes from i didn't know that that's interesting how much is the theater the cresset and how much isn't it do you understand the question i think it's funny because i think it's it's the thing that gives us the most publicity because of just the sheer volume of shows and events and therefore, you know, without getting too dull about it, the marketing budget that comes with those shows and events means that mo- a lot of our publicity is focused around the theatre. So it's certainly the thing that gives us the widest reach in terms of people knowing who we are and what we are. But then there are people that will have never been to a show, but they come to the cobblers once a month and get their shoes done or their dry cleaning or their, you know, or they go to the barber shop you know every six weeks on a saturday morning for their haircut and they're still crescent customers they're still using the facilities in the building they might go to the library they might have children in the nursery you know and i think there's so there's people that interact with the space and with the building and with the staff and who don't who aren't necessarily what you'd view as theater customers and they'll know it for other things just on the theater um i know that there was some money that came in for some very important refurbishment work can we ask 
the latest course one we can. Yes, so we were awarded £5.1 million from the Youth Investment Fund um, earlier this year. Work is underway, so you're going to start to see scaffolding in the new year as we replace the roof, and that's where the bulk of the funds are going. It's a 45-year-old building, and it's um, yeah, the roof is in need of some love and attention and well replacement basically um so that's that's underway we've started exploratory work and we're yeah we're ready to sort of kick start that but the thing that a lot of our customers will notice is we've got no shows in january and that's because we're replacing the theater seats oh nice i know that's exciting right it's really exciting yeah will they still be in and out will they still be still going to give us the same flexibility that we've, we've got at the moment but they will be new and they will be more comfortable. I was going to say, but they will <laughs> be comfy. They will be more comfy, <laughs> yeah. And it's really nice because normally we have to get it clean, all cleaned and reupholstered after Panto, and we're not going to have to do that this year because it's all it's all going in the skin. So yeah. we're going to have brand new ones in. Yeah. So that installation is happening in January. So if you come to a show in February, I think one of our I think one of our first shows back is we've got two nights of Sarah Millican early Feb. And so those audiences are going to appreciate not getting a numbum by the interval. So that'll be nice. And talking about Panto, how's it going? How oh, it's been? great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're having so it. much fun. So to, at the time of recording, we're, we're literally days away from we the Panto opening. days away. The 14th of December. Mm-hmm. Cheryl Ferguson yep. is so brilliant she was helping us in unity us. the other day as yeah, well absolutely she? she was yeah but she helped us do the Christmas light switch on and when I met her she was like Heather from EastEnders in mm. real life it yeah. was like you're the same person She's of course great. that's her character but she knew Peterborough so well totally the all over Peterborough between yeah. some previous years she would sew all the references she just got it so yeah. what's the vibe of Wizard of Oz how come you're only doing a very short run it's really just because of the way the school's dates fall so it, it makes more sense for us to open slightly later because we've still got a full week of school shows then before we're into the real meat of it so yeah just the way the dates fell this year so we're yeah slight we open slightly later but we've still got 30 plus performances and selling really well yeah right christmas eve is already sold out which is always our busiest day and um yeah if you want to come before christmas you have to get in quick get in because quick. there's not many left now we're off to see the wizard uh, the wonderful <laughs> wizard of us i played toto once in the uh, one of our oh, no, Christmas play, <laughs> in one of our Christmas plays, um, imagine it was Toto. I can't. Sure. <laughs> it was very, and the thing was, it was chosen for me. I think I was on holiday, and I came back, and, and they the teachers just said, "John, you're playing Toto." It's the only no mind that. It's what you're going to be. Yeah, it's going to be you. So I just, cr- I think my tail fell off at one point. <laughs> as well. So I was just left <laughs> on the stage or. So our Toto this year is um, a young man called Alex Walton, who has been a, started as a very junior dancer in Panto. So, you know, we work with local kids every year and we have open auditions. Alex, I I don't know how many he's done now, but he's done lots of shows with us. And he's now this year made it up into the principal cast and he's going to be Toto. I love it. I love that about the Cresset. You you like to promote from within if you can. And, you know, he's one example, but there's been so many over the years. Absolutely, yeah. George D playing the wizard this year started as a junior dancer when he was about 10 years old. So, yeah, it's it's wonderful. It's It's really amazing to look back and see how they've developed and progressed. And when you hold auditions for, like, dancers and stuff Mm -hmm. in the summer... They are literally swamped with local people that want to get a chance hundreds. to jump onto the famous Crescent stage. Yeah, hundreds. It's amazing. And it's it's such a good opportunity for the kids, though. I think they get to 
improve their skills they get to work with a professional choreographer with a professional director with professional actors you know and so I think it's not just about the performance it's about learning to work in that space in a professional capacity and you know you have to look after your costumes and you have to look after your dressing room space and there's all sorts of rules and protocols around you know operating a theatre safely backstage that they have to learn and by the end of the run they're little pros all of them and it's it's wonderful it's yeah it's such a great learning experience and they make they make friends they're the bonds that they form are, are invaluable. I think. If um, Alec, I don't know, gets unwell or something, and you need a new Toto, we know. How oh to yeah, work oh, yeah. Just give John a call. Yeah, yeah. or um, an umpalumper or a dwarf <laughs> or whatever you want. Munchkin, Any, munchkins yeah, for the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, munchkins definitely. So just quickly, if this conversation is inspiring you to book tickets to go to the wonderful Wizard of Oz this year's Cresset Chris, Christmas pantomime, you need to jump That's onto true. the the Cresset website to book tickets. But be Absolutely. quick, don't leave it to the last minute because mm. the performance you want might want to go to could well be sold out so after sarah millican what else have you got coming up in the 2024 i knew you were going to ask me this inspire us i mean first of all sarah millican wow i know i mean it's sold out so i don't want to get people too excited um yeah that's the first week of february and yeah i mean we love sarah she's 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 such a good comic isn't she because she's so likable i think everybody wants to be our friend and that's you know i like her because she's self-deprecating yeah yeah she doesn't take herself too seriously and everything her accent her body where she came from everything doesn't she nothing's off limits nothing absolutely right penny's now just uh getting a phone about the new what's on brochure it's very exciting the new what's on brochure is at the printers at the moment but it has just gone live on the website today so if you haven't bought Christmas presents yet, you can browse the Crescent website, have a look at the new What's On brochure and think, oh, I'll get my mum tickets for that. Or Good idea. Yeah, gift vouchers as well, all that stuff. So, yes, all sorts of things. Um, February, we're talking about family shows with the Panto. 20th of February, Circus Spectacular. Really nice. good, fun family show. Um, and, but then also in February, <laughs> Adult Panto is back. Uh-huh. Have you ever been to an Adult Panto? No. I don't think I have. I love how it, quiet it's gone. Well, <laughs> it's the, the Jim Davidson thing. Oh God, gosh, no! It's it's modernised. That's what I think about those days. Think yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's 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 camp and filthy and fun and definitely yeah. over eighteen. Three of Kev's favourite things. But we've got um, some of the UK's top drag queens in it. So the show's got um, Banksy, Victoria Scone, and Kate Butch in the cast. Kate and Butch. <laughs> Kate, <laughs> Kate Butch. These queens are brilliant. <laughs> They're so much fun, and it's yeah. If when I the first time I saw Adult Panto, having done so many Crescent pantomimes. And they came on and they and it looks like a normal panto. They're doing all the little villagers dance and stuff. And then the the language comes out and I was just sort of clutching my pearls. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a bit of a culture shock, but it is great fun. And I was crying with laughter. Crying with laughter. So when's that yeah. one? That's the 22nd of February. It's Alice in Wonderland. Oh. Yes. Um, you were talking football. And I know, yep. I, I don't think either of you are Liverpool fans, are you? We but are you will remember Liverpool from, from the 80s, hmm? and, you know, when they were... When they were winning world everything. World-beating, yeah. European champions. Phil Thompson and Bruce Grobelau are coming. Nice. Yeah, I mean, Grobelau's a bit of a legend, isn't he? Um, yeah, so that's really exciting. Liverpool can I, can legends. Can I just make a comment about that? So uh, I met Bruce Grobelau once, and I was doing an interview with him, and, of course, not just famous for all of his titles that he won as a Liverpool footballer, but very famous because he was accused of cheating mm-hmm. he was accused of match fixing yeah. and anybody old enough to remember some of the goals Bruce let in 
eccentric to say the least Except an eccentric yeah. goalkeeper but what a character and when you talk to him he's got a glint in his eye about those days he denies any wrongdoing but that was a story that put him on the world mm. map for being famous like goodness me this top top goalkeeper with a really interesting actually life story about where he came mm. from and how he got into being a footballer professionally Thompson, really really interesting Thompson an ex Sky Sports pundit and Phil, well, Phil Thompson so, is. so listen I, and, and let's say I really enjoyed meeting Bruce Grobble very entertaining so any anybody sports Liverpool you want to get tickets for this because yeah. you will really enjoy it's going to be really interesting stories. I think they yeah. do yeah all the stories they do lots of Q&A and stuff so if you've got those burning questions yeah really good fun um, Ben Fogel's back with us okay ben yeah Fogel. Ben Fogel so he's got a new tour Ben Fogel's wild um yeah, lots of stuff cut that he's... I mean, he's been everywhere. He's seen everything. John's okay. looking at you like, who's Ben Fogel? No, no, he's looking at who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he a naturalist? Yeah, more than that, isn't he? Sort yeah, I'd say more of an explorer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're talking... He's. I mean, in, in, the, in the show blurb, Arctic we're talking about Arctic. everything from the wilderness of northern Sweden to the hostile extreme environments of Chernobyl to the mountains of Nepal you know it's, he's, he really has been everywhere now he's coming to Peterborough I know he's coming to Peterborough which I mean, of those most yeah. is closely aligns with Peterborough with Chernobyl <laughs> stop it John I mean, <laughs> it's, it's our last podcast of the year you're filling in the answers for the audience <laughs> he now was, aren't you really yeah, and, and now he's, he's gone all rogue oh, make up your own, make up your own punchlines there okay. yeah. listen <laughs> All we should say is there are lots and lots of shows coming. Yeah. When you go to yeah. a show in the new year at the Crescent Theatre, you're going to be sitting in a comfortable brand new shiny seat. So there's an extra no, incentive to, to, to book. Can we just have a, a few moments away from the theatre? Sure. You've touched on a few of the things already. But what I want to give a shout out for is is all of your people who've, who've made the Crescent what it is. Mm. There are so many uh, little businesses that are still yeah. there can you just expand on some of those for us and, and talk to us a little bit about some of the characters who, who yeah who go there? I, mean, I think it's it's a funny building because it is public essentially you know we get a lot of people that cut through from from south Breton through to north and vice versa or people pop through on their way to sainsbury's you know if you work in box office for longer than a day you start to see the same faces and people walk in and shout good morning and it's you know there's a community feel to it i think um the ymca gym being in the building well, the ones has really a made a part of yeah. that yeah and i think as i came as i left to come here this morning it's monday morning is there's a couple of seniors classes so it's senior circuits and something called stretch and relax which sounds quite nice I, that's about my level i think <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> um but they you know the class it's the people come they get they get into a routine and so you get to know you see the same faces you know and it's it feels like a family and i think we've also got so many staff who've been there for such a long time so i've been there 29 years Darren who is our head of operations is about the same I think he also started in 94 is Darren still there Darren's still there yeah um, Alison who's our hospitality manager has been there 41 years did she get a watch for a 41 <laughs> <laughs> she, she got she, we, we took her out for dinner and we had a bit of a celebration for did her you? 40th last year yeah and I think people it's it's the kind of place where people stay because it's every day is different there's always a new challenge there's always something different going on you know one day you're watching the panto dress rehearsal the next day you're doing dinner for anglian water or you know there's there's all kinds of all the different customers all the different challenges and the team works so well together 
well, they there. all help each other out. And I told you I was there for my um, daughter's gymnastics yeah. awards the other oh, day. The, with yeah, spirals. Spiral Gym. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a great night. Yeah. yeah, really good. Yeah, and this time of year, especially, you know, I've got we've got Christmas parties still going on, and panto rehearsals are in, and it's yeah, everybody's getting festive in their own way, and it's yeah, it's really good fun. So, sorry, were you going to say something? I was something? just going to ask you a little bit about space at the Crescent. Mm. If, if anybody listening who's maybe a small business yeah. that's looking for premises, I mean, are all your little units all taken? Um, there's a couple of the smaller ones are available at the moment. They, they are very small, but yeah, we've we've got quite a few independent businesses in there. So um, Peterborough locals will perhaps remember Tapas, who runs OMG Accessories, um, the handbag shop, who used to have a shop in in the Heriwood Arcade back in the days. Wow. Been a, been around on the Peterborough scene a long, long time. Um, there's a tanning shop. So um, Jeanette and Mark run R and R Tanning, which is lovely and warm on the, on these cold winter mornings i can tell you if you want to go and warm up that's the place to be gold hay arts are there aren't they still now gold hay arts have moved, have they so, moved? yeah gold hay arts needed bigger premises they outgrew us sadly ah, so we bid them farewell earlier this year good though at but, the same time yeah them, that yeah. space has now been taken by shine who run a similar kind of operation so it's day activities for adults with learning difficulties and they put on some great shows and do lots have lots mm. of fun activities so they're, they're still got the, the regulars the tattooists well. are they still there no so that space is now the new Cresset and ymca youth service oh, okay. so ymca youth Cresset. so we're starting up a youth service that's really going to kick off in 2024 with drop-in sessions and activities and opportunities life skills skill building educational um, and it's going to really intersect with our performing arts offer. So we're looking mm. at offering opportunities for young people who don't necessarily want to perform, but might want to get involved in the technical and the lighting and the costume design and set design. and No less important know, stuff. Precisely. And all these sort of career opportunities that exist within creative arts that don't aren't necessarily about jazz hands you know mm. so yeah. <laughs> i love jazz hands, jazz hands. And, and the food bank is still there food bank at the wow. church yes um yeah the, have we not mentioned the church yet yeah the holy spirit church We've which has been, the holy been there since day one and mm. continues to um yeah and helena who's the vicar there um does some brilliant work with community groups and yeah there's there's always something going on and they're really really good at sort of bringing people together and bringing people in so it's a nice nice addition to the space definitely you and i were at the uh, tourism collective the other we day. were we were at, at rail world and brian pierce gave us a fantastic um presentation did he not of he did. Uh, the history yeah. of rail world i have to confess i'd never been to rail world before and i feel bad about that because i've met brian several times and he's such a strong advocate for it that i felt yeah, a bit ashamed that I'd not actually made the effort before because it is so brilliant. It is brilliant. And wasn't it, uh, didn't we come out of it feel really energised? We, I don't mm. think we can share too much of what was said in it quite yet, no. can we? About, But there is basically a 12-point plan, if you like, for Peterborough um, over the next, well... Well, like a tourist, yeah. a tourist strategy. Yeah. Yes, there is. Yeah. I think um, that was the key takeaway for me, is that there's an energy behind it, behind Peterborough being brilliant and how do we get more people to come and see it was dave cramp there he was hosting it good yes yeah because yeah. he's a guy i think who's i can't think of anyone more passionate about wanting to grow and develop 
Peterborough and, and, and visitors to Peterborough than Dave. Yeah. So if he's up there with his 12-point yeah. plan, I can't wait to hear more about it. I don't think it'll be long before more details will be released yeah. about that, about how it, it, coherent it all was, mm. was the thing to take away, the fact that we need to be working together. And I know people say, oh, we should have been doing that a long time ago. Well, it's no time like the present, is there? And, you know... Um, post-Covid, where a lot of uh, behaviour has changed. I mean, he mentioned mm-hmm. things like, didn't he, like like a third of, of, of visitors have got dogs or things like that. To, yeah, uh, the statistics around yeah. dog ownership are... <laughs> Mind-blowing! Incredible, <laughs> yeah. But what that means is that, that uh, offerings have got to change, you know, whereas you, if you didn't allow dogs in before, maybe you'll be thinking yeah. more... People out there are audi- people out there looking for dog-friendly spaces, and that's something, yeah. Um, and dog-friendly accommodation, presumably, yeah, and, as well. and um, how important the um, ecological and environmental offering is. You know, young people are literally taking that as a major factor when they yeah. book anything or when they even go to a cafe. Does mm. it have the right sort of cups or is it fair trade? And, and absolutely, you know, fair play. So, uh, yes, we enjoyed that, didn't we? Yeah, it was really good, really. And I think... Just going back to Brian for a minute at Railworld, who I'm assuming you've talked to us many times. Many so that's times. where that's where this event was located. Was yeah, yeah it, the hosting of the meetings rotates around the collective. So okay. yeah, we get to see. We were at Flag Fen the time before that, so we're sort of yeah. It's quite it's nice going to the meetings. Means I get to see different places. So so what what did you want to say about Brian? I just want to say how inspiring he is. I think you know for someone to have given that much of himself and his time to and a his project money. and his money, mm. yeah, to a project is just. Uh, yeah I'm in awe of him and his energy still you know after all these years. years old so much energy says he'll retire it. at 80 yeah and then in the next breath said he probably wouldn't <laughs> he, he won't yeah right well listen we've got to wrap up this uh, podcast now thank you all very much for listening Penny Hanson from the Cresset I don't know can we change your mind on favourite guests of the year yeah she might have made a, le- a late entry should we, should we do a late that? run a kind of penny top shall, t- shall I tell you one of my favourite Crescent memories when you know there's, I mean there's there's several over the years but one was Julian Clary who came onto the stage this is years ago this must be in the early 90s came out onto the stage said good evening ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the gusset <laughs> did you <even> say that no <laughs> so <laughs> Julian Clary for anyone listening who has no idea google Julian Clary a uh, camp comic who was brilliant and in the, the early yeah. 90s he's still around I think he's doing the Palladium Panto he's still yeah he still, do, still does Panto yeah. still it's does. like an intelligent comic yeah. so clever really yeah. clever with, with words you know mm. back in the sort Aged of Jack D way, uh, days yeah. Yeah. so any other Crasset stories you must have thought of a few I mean, <laughs> welcome to the gusset is a great <laughs> welcome to the gusset I mean I can tell you oh dear there was once back in the day when I was doing bookings so I used to be responsible for space bookings yeah and I made a bit of a boo-boo and I double booked um, the Navratri festival which is a nine-day festival organised by the local Hindu community. And I double-booked them on one of the nights with a comedian, Lee Hurst. <laughs> wow, okay. And it was, it oh was dear. a bit... Something had to give. Something had gone wrong here. And <laughs> Navratri have um, this is sort of central shrine that they dance around and there's lots of du- music and dance around this. It's a big celebration. And there was a conversation, it's, it's sort of gone down in Cresset staff history, there's a conversation at the meeting on our management meeting about how we're going to get round this was, yeah, but can we get the shrine up the stairs? 
<laughs> and of course we didn't we had to come up with alternative <laughs> solutions but it's one of those things that just one of the most bizarre conversations you never thought you'd have to have ever <laughs> yeah and you know i made the mistake and i held my hands up to it and we we came up with a solution and we you know apologized and people do make mistakes and i think but I think it's how you then resolve them and do it with a smile <laughs> and keep on going. And that's very much the Cresset team ethos is, you yeah. know. It is. And um, that's how you positivity. should approach life, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's about moving forward with positivity and on to the next thing. And that's, that's, why, that's the way we look at it. Yeah, don't let your mistakes define you learn from your mistakes i'm trying to be all like you know yeah, yeah. darren still reminds me about it though. <laughs> good doesn't define me but it's not forgotten <laughs> give our regards to all of your colleagues at the credit keep you. being brilliant have a wonderful christmas wizard of oz 14th of december to the 31st of december book your tickets Woo! john happy christmas happy new year same to you we'll be back with another podcast in 2024